0: This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast. Proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack on his triumphant return, Polycup Kicks. Did you guys miss me? <laughs> of course they did. I know the um, hockey troll did.
1: I, I've of course. How could I how could I not miss you? Hey that was that was a great interview. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, you sounded very prepared, very
0: professional. Wow, I thought it was good. Yeah, I tried. I mean, that was like our 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 guest. If you guys didn't hear Adriana Mags from the movie, the director of the movie Goalie, which is a expose on Terry Sawchuk. Um, it's out February twenty fifth on DVD and digital release. Well, we had. Adriana Maggs, uh, the director, on the podcast last week, or last, on Monday, sorry, and uh, <clears throat> no, it was great. It was a really good interview. I thought uh, we really covered a lot, and if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go out and check it out, because it is a awesome um, kind of look into the life there. A lot of things I didn't know about Sawchuck, man. Did you get to watch it yet? No. That link we had wasn't mm-hmm. working for me. Oh, yeah. So i um,
1: just kind of I might just order it when it's available on DVD because I try to collect Hawking movies as it is. Ugh, those were <laughs> I mumble or jumbled my
0: words there. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch it when it comes out. Yeah, that's it's good stuff. Um, I definitely recommend it. <clears throat> really, uh, kind of gives like a human look into the legend. Yeah. So it's always nice to see w- what's behind all the glamorous stuff. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and really, back then, there wasn't a lot of glamour, which, yeah. you know, you, you do. Well, it's like retro glamour. Like, right. to us, we glamorize it, even though,
1: for him, he didn't experience the glamour. All we see are the awesome highlights and stats and all that. Right. But so yeah. now we get a real
0: look at the man. Yeah, and it was a time when people were, I guess, sort of disposable, um... But it was a highly competitive position. You know, One of, we talk about it. One of six sweaters in the entire league. That's crazy, dude. There's no backup goalie. Can you imagine today's NHL with no backup goalie? So, to put that in perspective, there are 64 roster goalies
1: on, no, 62 on any right. given day. Yeah.
0: Like, wow. Plus an e-bug, mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. Yeah, just one. So, you know, if your face collapses and your fucking eye is just hanging, dangling outside of your head. Tape it up. Yeah, just slap it back in there, give him some drugs, let him smoke a cigarette, and, and get him back out there.
1: You know, I was going to say, it's a good look at the man behind the mask, but he didn't wear a mask.
0: Right, not until the end. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's just madness to me, dude. Yeah. how do you? St- I mean, I don't care if it's a five-year-old lining up a clap-bomb. I'm not standing in front of it without a mask. Right? Like, getting hit with a basketball in the face hurts. Like, imagine (laughs) pucks all the time. Right. And, I mean, yeah, the technology wasn't there, but I definitely think that some of those old-timey guys could probably hit, like, upper 80s at least.
1: I mean, if I had a flat wooden stick and shot a puck at someone's face, it would probably still hurt. (laughs) So, (laughs)
0: I'm sure those guys were hurting him. Yeah, and, like, how really how do they not fucking die that's that's a big thing yeah you know holy shit uh well caps fans we got a really long um and a lot of stuff to cover because we missed monday um paulie how how was your little vacation uh it doesn't matter okay (laughs) short (laughs) answer and long answer it was good (laughs) all right well we're glad to have you back um you know, Caps fans, listeners of this podcast, we've told you before, uh, we've got our own individual feed now, thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network. Definitely check it out. If you follow Polly or me on Twitter, it's our website under under our Twitter profile. You can subscribe to us just individually now, so that's a good thing. You know, if instead of having to scroll through everybody else's podcasts, You can just get ours, just just straight, a main line, right into the vein for you. So, all good stuff. And if you ever want to listen to any other teams, Terry
1: Ryan or our analytics podcast, Mm -hmm. it's all on the network. They got
0: everything for everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. So, all cheers to that, man. What about you? Yeah, let's do it. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. Well, you know... We'll start you out with um, a little bit of uh, of league news, like we no- like we normally do. You know, trade deadline quickly approaching. Uh, what's it like? Middle of March? It's going to be. Is that the deadline? It's in March, right?
1: Uh, you know, keep talking. I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like middle of March. I want to say like the fifteenth or something. But um, <clears throat> you know, we'll we'll preface that with with the injuries that are going on um, around the league. Now it's actually Monday. February twenty fourth.
1: Oh shit. Really? That's why it's that's why the dust is kicking up right now.
0: Oh wow. Okay. I thought it was in March. No Weird. it's it's coming. Damn, that's really close. So that, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of exciting stuff for us Caps fans here. Um which I guess you could have called, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um Major injuries. Uh I think we should just kind of kick it off with holy fucking J Boe dude. Yeah. That is a scary situation.
1: That was nuts. Um, not to take away from him, but
0: didn't this happen a couple of years ago to somebody else? Yeah, about five or uh, – about seven years ago now probably, I think. I Rich Peverly. He was um, a Dallas um, star. Yep, yeah. the stars. Um, his I don't think was a cardiac event though. Like I don't think they had to resuscitate him for that. I don't remember. I, he collapsed and he was out. They I don't know if they had to do life-saving measures. But if you look at the replay on this bomeister incident – Dude, they knew – like, all – everyone who saw it knew immediately. Like, he must have come off the ice and been like, oh, boys, I don't feel so good. And then just turned pale. And you see him kind of, like, just slump over. Scary stuff, man. As soon as he hit the ground, everybody. Like, you know, first responder – I mean, first it was the players. I forget who was behind him. But the player was like, trainer, trainer, medic, medic. Like, you know, they're trying to get the game stopped and everything. Um, You know, the EMTs were on the spot. They actually had to give him like chest compressions, and they hit him with a defibrillator. So he died on the bench. He, yeah, basically yeah, it, he needed to be revived. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, um, and you know it's funny you mentioned Rich Peverly because he once that happened to him, and it was a similar incident. So I don't know if they actually on the bench had to defib him, had to hit him with the juice, but when uh, <clears throat> when he. You know, a lot of people who were behind the scenes kind of like harkened back to it and said, you know, props for Peverly because he was really vocal about having every training staff at every arena have one of those like, um, defibrillator, like, yeah, you know, like those emergency ones that are mm-hmm. that are laying around every once in a while. You see them in like museums and stuff, yeah,
1: the AEDs, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the AED type defibrillator. Um, so you know, having. That happened to Rich Peverly, and then see it pay off here um, as far as preparedness goes is huge. So, definitely um, a lot of work and uh, a lot of props to give out to, like I said, the first responders, the EMTs, both teams, both training staffs. You know, at that point, uh, when I heard about it, I was like, why'd they stop the game and why'd they postpone it? But then I looked at the replay and I was like, oh shit, I get it now. I thought he just kind of got injured. Props to the NHL for
1: postponing the game. Right. Because Nobody wanted to play that. that really just showed some compassion for the human element. Right. So I I thought that was really nice.
0: Yeah, a lot of respect for the game and the players to just say, look, man, we'll, we'll just finish this later. Um, actually, on the Offside by Mile podcast, I heard the boys talking. They said that it's just going to be a full game. They're going to play, like, three periods, but it's just going to be 1-1 at the beginning. Was that the score? Yeah. So they'll keep the stats. Yeah, and cool. And play a full game at one one. Cool. So makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, so uh, from what I hear, Bomeister had to go through another operation. He's on long-term injured reserve right now. Mm. It doesn't look. I don't know. I, it's it's tough to say whether he's going to be able to come back. But you know, he's thirty-six. Right. If I had to put money on it right now, I'd say he's done. Yeah, and um, I think they kind of – I think they might have they, – they didn't release a lot of details, but I had figured it's like a pacemaker situation that had to yeah. be put in there. And I don't think you can play hockey no. with a pacemaker. You know, if you get hit and it gets jarred right. or something, it could be over.
1: Well, you know, he, he's he got a cup now, so. Right. I don't know I mean, if he's he, – he may have
0: before. I don't know, but. I'm not sure. I think he's been with St. Louis, but. Yeah. In any case, yeah, he's kind of ending the career on the high note if he does so, actually, and retire. But, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing that was, like, really shocking in this is that these are guys who are in the prime, you know, hockey's a grueling sport. It's a long season. These guys are in tip-top shape, right? Mm -hmm. So to see somebody like that, even though he is 36. um, In normal human life, 36 is not old. Right. You don't have heart attacks or cardiac events, as they say. Yeah. At 36, generally. Yeah,
1: even, like, way overweight people right. aren't having heart attacks at 36. So, right. you know, it makes me wonder with these couple events that have been years apart. Like, I wonder if maybe the medical staff should be monitoring their cardiac health any better. Like, if... like, I mean, Possibly. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not a trend. Right. But maybe you know, maybe there's some testing like a deeper
0: physical. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, but I mean, this, this seems like this could be some sort of crazy genetic thing, you know, it's I'm playing devil's advocate here. Obviously you want to protect the players as much as possible, but you really don't know, you know, this could be some crazy thing that is really unique to Peverly or Bo you know, and out of the thousands of players that play in the NHL, you know? Yeah. So, you know, in any, in any case though, Props to everybody who was involved to get the proper medical attention quickly. For um, sure, you know, I mean they they saved this man's life. Yeah. Um, what a tragedy it would have been if he didn't make it in a game. That would have been crazy, dude. Yeah. So, best of luck to Jay easter You know he's a legend in the game. So, <clears throat> hopefully he can if if. I mean, hopefully he just has, like, a good life from here. You know, I'm sure he's not hurting too bad for money. At least I hope not. And if he decides to call it quits now, I mean, no shame in that, right? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Time so to actually, travel. Yeah. Exactly, right? Right. Yeah. Go uh, go fucking chill out in Bali for a month or two. Right. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, moving on. Seth Jones, the Columbus Blue Jackets, out long term. Likely the rest of the season with an ankle injury. Um, you know, that's tough. That was on a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Blue Jackets have just, you know, they're almost Penguin-esque here. Yeah, they are. You know, keep on chugging along. Good game plan. Great coaching. Everybody's pulling on the rope, buying in. So, as if it wasn't any worse, it couldn't get any worse for the Blue Jackets. It has, but they seem to keep, you know, next man up. Towards Magic. Hey, I guess, you know. So, uh, interesting to see that, you know, I mean, um, he's a big piece of that team. He is. And he's a standout. He's probably their best defenseman. Definitely their best offensive defenseman. I mean,
1: I think that is
0: more detrimental than if like the Caps lost Carlson. Well, because that he's so, yeah. Like he's, he's not much more important. Right. Because the team is, is less skilled. Yeah. A little bit. You would, you might think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, as you Caps fans may know, Kuznetsov sustained an upper body injury against the New York Islanders on Monday um, in our loss there, which we'll get to uh, in, in a little bit. Um, it looks day-to-day, not week-to-week. Uh, he's he's had those shoulder stingers before, mm-hmm. so I really just hope that it's something that he needs to rest on, um, but he's been on the ice, so that's promising.
1: Yeah, it's possible he'll uh, play tonight.
0: Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. So I don't want him to rush in because I think Boyd's doing a decent job and he will get that guy some ice time. But uh, I definitely want him to be ready for playoffs, right? Yeah. So don't rush in. Take your time. Once playoffs come around, we'll need you. Get well soon. Love hockey trolling, poly cupcakes. Love you. <laughs> All right. Um, Halak, day to day. Halak, he's the Bruins, right? Yeah. Yeah, bruised. yeah. Um, Upper body injury, no timetable on return there. I'm not sure if that's going to be a long-term one or not. They haven't said. Radulov, same thing, kind of upper body injury. Uh, He is, I think, week to week. Um, But he could, I mean, that's another one. When they're day-to-day, they could come back at any time, really. Right. Uh, A big one. Connor McDavid. Bruised quadricep? Is that what they're calling it? Quad, yeah, yeah. that's what
1: uh, TSN's uh,
0: injury report said. Right, quadricep. So, you know, contusions like that or bruises like that could be something where they need to heal a little bit and be drained, and then they can get back on it. Um, But again, I'm sure that that's a team. I mean, McDavid's (laughs) anybody, nobody on any team would ever want to lose a a caliber player like McDavid. So, you know, uh, and Edmonton's kind of in the picture they're they're in the mix but they could easily lose out here right
1: yeah they are uh well, they're actually first of the pacific right but is it tight yeah they're tied with vegas but they do have two games on them so interesting they have a very slim not safe lead right yeah you know hurting the quad any anything below the waist in hockey is especially tough but the sure. quad, you know, that's that's where your pushing power comes from. I mean, right. he's all about speed. So, that I feel like that's something he couldn't rush if he wants to play his standard of hockey. Absolutely. Right. And you don't want to risk
0: a young talent like that getting even more injured. Right. He's been around for forever, but he's only like 23. Right. Right. <laughs> and, well, I mean, you remember his first season. He took a career, like a season ender. Yeah, it was – Early in the year, wasn't it? Yeah, it and was, he was like in October. He was lighting it up, and then I think he took a gainer under the boards and, and shattered mm-hmm. like a collarbone or something crazy. Yeah, so that was like lights out for that season. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Marino from the Penguins needed facial surgery for a broken face. <laughs> uh, that sucks. Yeah. So he's out probably. He, he's for a, a while. good young talent. Yeah, him. he's not bad. Um, but you know, I, again, the fucking Penguins just keep winning, so you know, fuck him. Yeah. (laughs) CC ankle injured reserve. That's a long term one. Um, your boy, Shay Weber, four to six weeks with a left ankle injury. Yeah. He's a damn bandaid. Yeah. He is. He's as hurt as much as Ryan Whitney. (laughs) I mean, come on. Wow. Um, all right, well, shots fired, Spittin' Chicklets. What do yeah. you got to say about that? I'm Come sure... on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure they're dealing with their own brand of drama right now. Oh, plenty. With the whole Carcillo thing. Um, you yeah. know, I, we won't get too far into it now, but uh, if you haven't heard, uh, there was a bit of a tiff, I'd say, between Paul Bissonnette and Dan Carcillo. Uh, Paul came out and said some pretty revealing and unflattering things about Daniel Carcillo. Mm-hmm. Um Check it out. It's definitely worth a, worth a quick five, 10 minute peruse. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Um, San Jose, man, Eric Carlson out the remainder of the season for a thumb surgery injury. Like his thumbs messed up. He needed surgery. I I mean, all of these injuries are happening at times for these teams who, if they even had a, a, a shot in hell and they were banking on that, it's fucking out of the door. It's, it's, it's out the window by now. San Jose is one of those teams and that probably was a little bit of a motivation for something that we'll talk about again a little later in the pod. <clears throat> we still got a lot of injury stuff to get through so bear with us caps fans. Brock Besser out 8 weeks. Uh young stud for Vancouver. They're going to need him. Um, they made some moves in the deadline ahead of the deadline to stay in a playoff position and possibly go on a run. Who knows if that is actually a reality or not. But that's what they're that's what they're positioning themselves for.
1: Yeah. Well I just I I uh, didn't get a chance to drop this in there. Mm. The Sharks. So they currently have four guys out on IR mm-hmm. and you know, Carlson now, he's like a top defenseman. Right. Hurdle, he was in the all star game mm-hmm. because Couture couldn't go to the All Star game, so yep. they're literally like Brett Burns is the only star they have left. Right, <laughs> right. So yeah, they're they're in a tough spot. But if I were Carlson, this is not a season that you play through the pain. You might as well right. just get it fixed. Yep,
0: and yep. regroup for next year. He's there long term. Yeah, he's got they'll like have seven sh- years left. Yeah, they'll have another shot at everything. Um, they're in they're in full rebuild mode. Um, yeah, which they should be you know, tanking in the tank. Right. Exactly. You like that? I coined that one. Didn't I tell you about that one? Probably. Yeah. When right. they started shit in the bed in like November. <laughs> All right. Grubauer, Rantanen, Colorado Avalanche both out, man. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, I had that bet that with the offside offsides by a mile boys that uh Rantanen was going to score if they played, I think it was, what, 70 games or something, 75 games or something like that? I think it was 70. 70 games. If Ovi and Rance both played 70 games, they said Rantan would have <clears throat> netted more goals than Ovi. I took that bet, because that's fucking cheese. Um, I think it was 20 bucks too. So, good thing he's a... I mean, I, I would have loved to win the money, but he's been injured twice now. Mm-hmm. During, so, maybe they jinxed him. Well, I mean, he's... He's had injury
1: problems in the past, and I think they were prepared for that when they did the bet. (laughs) Uh, The Grubauer thing is so fluky. Um, At first, I thought it was a head injury because he got hit with, like I think it was Ian Cole. His butt hit Grubauer in the head. So...
0: What's the details on it?
1: They're saying it's a lower body still being evaluated. So huh. they don't really have a timetable on
0: it. Because I thought it was a concussion too or something yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the only thing that like made sense. But they're saying lower body injury day to day because they haven't really um, discussed what's up. Right. And uh, Matt Calvert for the ca- uh, Avalanche, he's right. also out. He's on the IR.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um so you know definitely um a team that i had high expectations for and still do but i think they're going to make the playoffs it's just can they get these pieces back in time because right. you know everybody knows how top heavy they can be right now they just need now they made all these moves for depth you know kadri and calvert and, and all these other players that they've slowly built up so hopefully um they can make it into the show and win a couple rounds, and or into the dance and make and win a couple rounds, and, and they might make know. a move for Kreider. Yeah, that's. Do you think that's uh, advice as that, a rental?
1: Is that who? Yeah, Crider Chris Kreider, yeah, Chris Kreider
0: from the Rangers. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, is he at the end? He of He fits.
0: He fits their style.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, if if they are confident, they can make a run. I don't think it's a bad investment.
0: Well it depends on what they have to give up. True. It's it's likely gonna be picks, high picks. Yeah. Like first round picks for Kreider, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But they're not gonna get a high pick anyway. Right, but still it's a first rounder. This this uh this next draft class is supposed to be quite deep. So we'll see about that. But you know, um I guess that, that wraps up our, our uh our injury report. So that was a quite a long list. And now on to some league trades that happened. Right. The injuries were like their own podcast. I know. Seriously. Like halfway. We're like almost at a half hour now. Um, okay. So trades. The Penguins got their boy Jason Zucker, who they had an eye on for years, for er, for Galchenyuk and d prospect. Callan Addison, who is projected to be a top four defenseman. Um, you know, Zucker has three goals since joining him. Um, he's fit in very nicely next to Sidney Crosby. Unfortunately, uh, you kind of knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, Zucker is a hard nosed player, a good digger. He uh, he's he has injected a lot of depth right right in right off the bat. Just being on that first line, relieving a little bit of their injury woes, and Galchenyuk wasn't really a nobody. He he got his shot up at the top line for like a few games, and then they tried to move him around, and then they buried him in the fourth line, and he got fourth line production. So we'll see how he works out in Minnesota, but it signals a bit of a rebuild for them too. All for sure for for Minnesota. <coughs> And once we get into uh, a little bit later, there's a little bit more for Minnesota to talk about there. Uh, no, actually, we can just do it now. Bruce Boudreaux also got fired as Minnesota's head coach. So right now they have some interim coach going on with, right there. But, you know, that I think is, is a clear sign that we're, they, we don't have it this year. I yeah. think Billy Garrens just said, okay, we don't have it. Let's start moving things around. Get some picks, get some prospects, which they which they have done. Um, <clears throat> Blake Coleman, so speedy guy, uh, hard nosed player, a lot of shorthanded goals, you know, so a good PK guy. Yeah, he goes to the Lightning for Nolan Foot and a twenty twenty first round pick that originally belonged to Vancouver. So that's a that's a solid first rounder next year. Yeah, um, I mean the Canucks are in the playoffs right now, but but who knows how that's going to end. So <clears throat> that's a that's a good pick. I mean, the lightning. How do they even have the fucking space to be doing this shit? Right. Like they how seem much, so stacked. Yeah. How much room do they have in the cap? <laughs> right. I mean, it seems to be unlimited. Um, I, I guess we'll see. That that that's got to be great for Blake Coleman. He's probably pumped. Oh yeah. Right? I would be. Yeah. I mean, they're like the best team right now. Right, like 15 wins in a row or some shit. Yeah, they're insane. (laughs) Yeah, so they're getting lots of points. They're skyrocketing, and we knew they would. That was something, you know, they finally got their act together. They stopped feeling sorry for themselves for getting their asses kicked um, last year. And getting. I think they got swept out of the playoffs. Yep. So looks like they're back, but will they win a – will they get to a – Eastern Conference Final and Choke? Who knows? Probably. (laughs) Uh, New Jersey. Okay, so more New Jersey action. They also sold out Andy Green, who was their captain, to the New York Islanders for defensive prospect David Quinville and a 2021 second round pick. Man, is it a seller's market this year or what? Yeah. It's just, who do you want? I want a first-rounder, and we'll work back from there, right? Yeah, a lot of movement. Now, do you think that it's easier for GMs to bargain picks versus proven NHL talent? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think they're more loose with the picks. Mm-hmm. Um, even if, like we said, like we referenced that the if if this draft class is very deep and talented, um, it seems like GMs are are ready to throw throw away picks and mortgage the future left and right. Um, you know. I think a first round pick really only has about a twenty percent chance to play more than like a hundred games in the n h l so you look at that versus a proven player it not, based on the numbers alone it's it makes sense but you know like but when there's a deep draft pool like supposedly there is this year you know things change right totally so it's it's interesting to see i i i i think that this year is, you know, one of the most, uh, I guess there's just a lot of guy, a, a lot of GMs are willing to go all in on rebuilds. Like they're ready to just blow it up. I think that we see more teams, uh, that are willing to blow it up for picks for this next draft. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a surefire way to see when teams are, has signaled, you know, the start waving the white flag on this season, if you will when they start getting rid of like glue guys like Andy Green the captain you know yeah. <laughs> like uh, Blake Coleman a guy who's like a consistent solid performer probably really good in the room you know what I mean for prospects and the other thing the, the only thing that's going back is prospects so they're, they're not even really um, getting an NHL talent they don't want it you know mm-hmm. so <clears throat> interesting you, to see here who do you think gets to Do <laughs> you think Subban
1: I would say him or uh, Hughes.
0: Yeah, yeah, Jack Hughes.
1: I think they might wait a year, like to the end of the year. M- maybe wait till next season.
0: Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna roll three A's right now. Yeah, I would. Does Subban have an A? I am not sure, man. Honestly, I'm, I've they've been in the basement in the gutter. I haven't really yeah. been paying attention. Um. Then they had that one... Uh, I don't think they do, though. I don't think he has an A right now. Oh, now's a good time. Right. We'll see. I Who do they have? I mean... What they had? Uh, Paul Mary? Yeah. I mean... He's an
1: offensive presence. Like, you give right. it to him.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Okay. Moving on. Tyler to Foley. It's uh, from the Kings to the Canucks. For a prospect... Tyler Madden, Tim Sch- Shaler, 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 who's an who's an NHLer, I think, and a uh, twenty twenty second round pick. Uh, They're still in it. They're trying. The Kings, the Canucks, or the the Canucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> yeah, and, and the injuries that have that have plagued them with with Bozer and you know uh, a couple other guys who have been out for a while. I think that it made a lot more. Like at, at first you were like damn, they kind of paid a lot, but then you look at it and they're like a couple more injuries are coming to light and every and it makes more sense, right? Yeah. Especially with Bowser being out. Yeah. Need to need to fill up fill a gap there, especially when you're trying to make the playoffs again. All right. So do you want to do you want to do the Caps one last? Yeah. Okay. So Scandella to St. Louis from Montreal. Now Scandella was a guy that that was shipped away from uh uh blah, 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 the wild. So again Minnesota selling um to Montreal. Now St. Louis who's who's come up under a little bit of a, a, a injury bug here is picking up Scandella and word on the street is uh GM in St. Louis isn't done yet. So Scandela to St. Louis from Montreal for a 2022nd and a conditional 2021st fourth. Now I'm sure that, that that's uh it's probably going to remain a fourth in one way shape or form it might go like 2024th or whatever but basically a second and a fourth rounder for Scandella. Uh now <laughs> here's one here's another one Felino to Florida from Minnesota, right? So again, that's another like glue guy. That's a guy that felino has been with Minnesota for a few years now. Like, I feel like he's kind of an integral part of that team. Yeah. For him to be shipped, you know, for a 20, 20 third round and prospect Henrik Borgstrom, who people are high on, um, you know, again, that's just Minnesota in full rebuild mode. Yeah. They're, they're
1: trying to win the, uh,
0: 2025 cup. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, most recently, Alec Martinez to Vegas, so staying in the West, Alec Martinez is, uh, for a 2020 and a 2021 second rounder. The crazy part is a lot of these guys are rentals. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show how many teams really think they have a chance. Right, and really, I think it's the sellers of these assets are really just like, we want picks, We want. we don't want to fuck with your lineup, if you can work with us on picks you know, take them off our hands. And okay. I think that is super attractive to GMs, like we had said. Yeah. So uh, finally, to the big one, Caps fans, for the sixth year in a row, uh, Brendan Brendan Dillon from San Jose to the Washington Capitals. Uh, the Caps send a 2020 second-round pick that was originally from the Avalanche and a conditional 2021 third-rounder. Now the condition is, if the Washington Capitals win the 2020 Stanley Cup, the 2021 third round pick that they sent over will instead become the 2020 third round pick that uh, that that we would pick in Arizona spot um, that that we previously acquired in a trade. So Zona is in the playoff, is close to a playoff picture, but <clears throat> that's not a bad pick. You know, if it come, if it come, if we win the cup this year that pick comes up pretty dramatically i'd say yeah and it's immediate so again like we said deep draft class blah 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 um you know what do you know about Brendan dillon Pauly? uh you know he's a
1: solid d man he he uh he brings stability to the to the, the blue line sure he's not going to be as much of the
0: offensive Right guy, but he is huge. This yeah. dude's like Ov size. He's That's like a good size. Six side. four, two two twenty four, two thirty.
1: So That's he's a, basically just like a more muscular Shea Weber.
0: Right. He's a large man. He's yeah. a very big guy. Um, he's not afraid to drop the gloves. He's San Jose's best shutdown guy or biggest defensive, best defensive defenseman, if you will. Um. You know, a lot of stuff that I've been reading about him, and I think the most important thing that he's going to bring to the Washington Capitals is his ability to shut down the middle while the puck is settled in our own defensive zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's got um, – I mean, I saw a heat map with five-on-five with Brendan Dillon on the ice, and it's just ice-cold blue in front of the net. Now, when he's off the ice, it's just like – Bread fire in front of their own <laughs> net, so so everything's on fire when Dylan's off the ice, but when he's on it, he's shutting guys down through the middle. That's what we need. I mean, since we've you know since our cup run, yeah, even was gonna, during our cup run, I was going to say we haven't had this kind of guy since Orpic. right? And even with Orpik, we were still letting up too much in the middle. A lot of quote unquote high dangerous chances, which which are hash marks and in towards the crease in front of the net there. We have been hemorrhaging those for years now, and we haven't been able to find a solution. So hopefully, and, and, and in recent games, I've seen the the a bunch of fucking Mike Greens out there, it looked like. A bunch of guys who can't clear the crease. A bunch of guys who are letting the opposing team, you know, basically impose their will physically in front of the net. I, I don't like that. That's not that's not a good way. That's not a good physical D from a team like the Washington Capitals whose players are all pretty large. That's not a good way to be playing for us. So hopefully Brendan Dillon can come in, be a big physical presence, a shutdown guy and in settled situations can really just clear the middle. Totally
1: yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> it's needed, so.
0: Right. Well, thank you for that insight, Paulie. <laughs> now, <laughs> so Caps fans, you know, really though, look at what we gave up. Not a lot. A second rounder, right? Um, Second rounder that originally belonged to the Af. So now next year, the Capitals will not have a second round pick unless – Something happens, they move around, maybe some crazy condition that I don't know about as is pops in, but. Or most another likely, trade. Huh? Or another trade. Right, right. Or another trade. Most likely the Capitals will not have a second round pick. But man, I mean, just like the Penguins, I am 100% for mortgaging every ounce of the future to win a cup. Yep. Let's I mean, do it. we're looking at the last four or five years, six years that we have Ovechkin and Backstrom together. The time is nigh. This is no, you know, fuck two year window bullshit. None of that. I mean, it is now. Every year is time to win. It has to be. Yeah. Because we don't have time to retool or rebuild in two years and then go for it. Once you know our our core is starting to decline even more. Um, because you know these guys, O. V. Backstrom, Oshi even Kuznetsov, you know, Kuznetsov is is getting up there in age till um you know, really the only young guys we have are like Wilson and Verona. Right? Yeah. We've got a, I mean Lars Eller, he's 30. Um and then, you know, on the back end, you're looking at John Carlson who's who's 30ish, you know, in the, around that age. So the next few years the caps need to be all in all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'd be fine with ten years of no playoffs after Ovi, if it led to another cup or two right. while he's here and him getting closer or
0: possibly breaking Gretzky's record. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> I mean that sucks. A decade of no playoffs. I don't think that'll happen. Well, I'm think, just but, saying, like, but if, yes, I, I, you, you think about that, and I, I think I'm with you, man. Like, yeah. if. <laughs> I'm ready to sell the fucking farm. Sell it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, an interesting little tidbit that is capsulated is McClellan came out today and said that he is not going to move Holpe, which if you were an idiot and were, were petitioning for that, you know, we've told you several times on this podcast, shut the fuck up. Uh, there, he, we knew that wasn't going to happen, but you can put those those sentiments completely to bed now. Holpe's staying. He's going to win us another cup. And then he's probably going to go off and get paid ten million a year somewhere. Um, all right. <laughs> so that's trade news, ladies and gentlemen. Whew. I feel like an auctioner. I'm just blah, 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 just just rattling them off. Um, so sorry, Caps fans. I know we got a lot. Like I said, get, go through. If 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 you're mad at me, just you know I don't know talk shit to me on Twitter. Uh, suspensions. <clears throat> Chara find 5k for almost killing Gallagher with a cross check to the neck and the jaw. Did you see him do that? I hate this. this? I,
1: this infuriated me. Yeah. One of, you already know this, that I hate stick play. Sure. And like this between the whistle stuff. Right. So basically if you're going to do anything to the opponent, use your body, Mm -hmm. not the fucking stick. I, Am so infuriated with Chara right now. I can't stand this shit. And he could have like collapsed his windpipe. And
0: with then that did shit. you see him after he did it? He he like he like mocked Gallagher like Ooh, like yeah, Ooh, that hurt your neck. <laughs> like God, I I, I just I, I I look at Char and I think that he maybe just got a little carried away, and because of his size, he I don't think that he meant to hit him where he did. I think that he was like, I could either like give him a little jab to the face or hit him in the chest and then kind of like spazzed out and got carried away and missed both and just kind of like hit him <laughs> hit him in the middle. You've done that. In You've the middle in the middle he's like, you know what? I'll just fucking kill him <laughs> right, right. So I think it's just in the heat of the moment he did that. Um, definitely not a good look and shitty for him to do. But uh, <laughs> I mean, definitely warranted a fi- a five thousand dollars penalty, uh, if yeah. not like a major yeah, in the game. I, I mean, that's I think a- they should have fined him more. Yeah, well, I he th- was that's it the max five Ks yeah. the max. I, I, yeah. uh, I think did he get it? I am not sure if he was. I think he was penalized on that play, which is why he didn't sit a game or anything. Uh, so I think he did get a two minute minor. Like I would have been fine
1: if the referees would have given him a five in a game.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean and, and, and it again, this the uh, NHL officiating is so fucking sporadic that you don't really know. I mean Which Tom we will Wilson get to does that?
1: Here soon. Huh? We will get to the inconsistency
0: right. of the NHL here in a second. Right, right. But you know, let me just say this if Tom Wilson did do that, he would be crucified. He's sitting
1: till the playoffs. Right.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> Speaking of a of a, a psycho, yeah, psychopath. That that is the word I have for this. <laughs> Zach Cassian t- t- does like a fucking like sidekick, just kicking people off of him while he's in a scrum, like down on the, down on the ice to the chest of what was it Cernic? Yeah, yeah. Just kicks him, kicks him right into the chest. Now. I, I get that it. He realizes that's not a dangerous play. It really it is, but it isn't, right? Like if he were to miss and hit him in the neck, yeah, that's fucking terrible. But like the he was very close to him and it hits him in the shoulder and hits his, and you know you have a lot of shoulder pad protection there and the jersey. Um, I'm not agreeing with it very much. A no no, and he got seven games suspension for that. Completely, completely warranted. If not more, um, he should have gotten at least that. Especially because he's just been suspended two games for mauling Matt Kitschuk, yeah. Um, which we covered, you know, in the Battle of Alberta. But, <laughs> I mean, what, what's your thoughts on this, bud? <laughs> okay, so, like I said, he is, this is
1: the behavior of a psychopath. <laughs> this motherfucker is insane. Get this, get this guy some professional help. Oh my now, God! He looks like a nut too. Yeah, if you look, just look like, at his face. Oh he God. looks like I watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary. <laughs> so Zach Cassian, he's he's like Hernandez. Like <laughs> you disrespect me in the club by spilling your drink, I'm gonna shoot you. Like that's what this guy seems like. Yeah. Like oh, how dare you be tangled up on the ground? I'm gonna kick you with my fucking
0: skate. Right. Like, and it, it seemed kind of an innocuous play too. Like he, yeah. they kind of. It was just kind of inc- an incidental. You know, Sernett came in and and went for the hit, and he got tangled up with it. You know, it's two Oilers on the ground, and Sernett's standing over him, and then Cassian's just like, yeah, and just like, <laughs> gives like, him a little sidekick. Any other sport
1: would have solved this as a problem, let alone right. the sport with knives on your feet. Right. Like <laughs> in football, they'd be like. You can't do that. You have spikes on. And right. Then, like, like in
0: Dominican Sue. Yeah. Didn't he stomp some guy? Yeah. And he was out for like, what, half a season? Yeah. He missed a lot. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> it's just.
1: Oh, I don't I,
0: like it. Yeah. Again. Um, and and to, to kind of end cap that, Evander Kane gets three games for an elbow. Um, and this elbow kind of. Uh, I eh, I don't know, man. What? Did you see it? I I saw like a quick yeah gif I mean, of it. I think. In
1: it. I mean, I didn't think it was like
0: atrocious. He right. He didn't flying elbow like he did to Gudis. Yeah. You know, like uh, when we played him this year, he he kind of he he got high. Okay, I'll give him that. But he's getting three games, and Evander Kane goes on to social media and just decides to like let all hell break loose by completely shitting on the NHL and their officiating, and George Peros and the Player Safety Committee, and everything. Um, now he's looking at additional fines because the NHL is a bunch of pussies. But uh, agree, disagree? I loved we- it.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just <laughs> tweeting out other videos, and he's like. <laughs> I got this many games for this, or how come this person isn't getting as many games as me? Now, he is a repeat offender. Mm -hmm. Uh, And kind of a scumbag. He is a scumbag. He did, whether on purpose or not, hit a ref this year. So, (laughs) in the preseason. Yeah, the NHL is already like, this guy's a fucking lunatic. But uh, I like that he was calling him out because. You know, these leagues have these rules where you're not allowed to question officiating or the league. And right. Evander Kane, the man who takes pictures with wads of money, uh, <laughs> he's like, fuck you. I'll pay you fine. You're going to get called on your shit. So I I appreciate that. I respect his balls.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, uh, he's got a set on him. That's, and, and, you know, it's like the worst person you know made a good fucking point. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's kind of like, shitty.
1: Like, yeah, I agree, but this fucking guy.
0: Right, right. Like, I hate to agree with you because fuck you. You're a total shitbag, but you're making strong points. In, yeah. And that's probably the worst part of it. Um, it's like the
1: United States and Russia joining together in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Sort of. <laughs> All right. Same Let's principle. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, it's like the you know the enemy of my enemy or whatever is yeah. my friend right so uh y- you look at this and and you have to give him credit because he's absolutely right nobody knows what the i mean it's you fucking get go for a, first of all you don't know if you're going to get a hearing um you i think that i think people are like 90% sure when they're going to get a hearing if they do something bad mm-hmm. but it's never fully sure and then um once the hearing takes place and we've been through this, we've talked about this ad nauseum before, but what happens is basically you go to a hearing, then you get, uh, and, and that's kind of like going to court a law, guilty or not guilty. And then once you are proven guilty or deemed guilty, then you go to a, like a, a separate hearing, a sentencing hearing, right? Basically. So like, if you've ever been in trouble with the law, Paul, um, you would know that, right? Uh, well, i watch law and order. All right. Well, I'm speaking from personal experience. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so, th- and and then they sentence you. And then that's when, so the guilty, not guilty has zero bearing on repeat offender. None of that shit plays. Yet. And, yeah. and the initial hearing where you are deemed whether you are guilty or not guilty, that shit is all just, they look at this one incident objectively. Did you Did you do something wrong? Yes or no. Then, if it's yes, you go on to an additional hearing, and that's your sentencing, basically. And that's when they decide, they take into account repeat offender, blah, 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 yeah. blah, you know, all of the other shit, right? So, so, and, and I see this a lot, is it like, oh, well, he should get this because he's a repeat, re- he should get he should get fucked over because he's a repeat offender. That's not how it works. It's objectively on this one play, singularly, did he do something bad? If he did, then you go on to the, the pile-on stage where you can be like, okay, well, he's yeah. a fucking repeat offender. Fuck this guy. He's done so many things. You know, fuck him. And then that's when he gets piled on, and that's why Evander Kane got three games for this seemingly borderline play, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think his outburst was justified. Absolutely. Um. So... You know, and who, who knows what's going to happen because George Peros now owns that shit. He's the, after Shanahan stepped down from it, you know, he's uh, he's now on it. I don't, I don't, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, are they going to change things? There's really never been any talk of it uh, other yeah. than other than how they're going to look at certain plays. You yeah. know, it's, it's. I mean, and how do you tackle that? Like, how do you say, you guys fucking suck? Like, where is that? Okay. Where, where do you start fixing that problem? I I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, and and he basically kind of he he basically was just like, "Well, you you're piling on me because uh you don't fucking like me basically." Is is it, you're you're holding some sort of axe to grind over my head, you know? So, and that that could be true. We it don't know. Be. There's no fucking oversight.
1: But usually you don't become a disliked player because you're an angel. True. Usually, if you're disliked by the league, you've earned it.
0: Right. Or you could be Sidney Crosby
1: and do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> now, I would really love to hear on NHL Live, on NBC, the opinions of Jeremy Roenick. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> he <laughs> nice. Won't, he
0: won't be on there to wow. talk about That's Evander a, Kane. That was a... You know, I would say on the awkward level that was like only like a three. That's a good transition there, Polly. Thank you, thank you. Fuck yeah! See, ladies and gentlemen, you know he's not just he's not just a handsome face. He's he's learning here. Yeah, he's he's coming into his own, doing entire transitions on the podcast by himself. That a boy, Polly. So a real boy. <laughs> so so Polly, to your point, Jeremy Roenick officially fired. Um, who again, another person who went off on social media to express his displeasure with the decision, uh, uh you know, and his actions have consequences, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're a pro, you're a professional analyst, you're in the public eye, you said some off color shit. Uh, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like, well, if I were to do this in my job, I would be fired immediately. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, you really don't have a job like that. Yeah, And, and, but, and not that that's an excuse or, uh, validating his, his poor behavior by any way. Um, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm sad to see him go because have you seen the fucking analysts that they are trying to shove down our throats now? Ben fucking Lovejoy, fucking ex-Penguin. Yeah. I, th- I really think JR was really
1: good at the job. He did. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy. You know, see, you're
0: appreciating him posthumously. Well, no, I, I didn't mind him. I didn't mind him. I thought he was, you know, better than Milberry. Yeah. Um, I like Keith Jones. Yeah, like, I but, like Keith Jones a lot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I like JR and all the dumb shit that he would do. I mean, fucking yeah. dressed him up as Elvis and he's, you know, being a fucking nut, like – and and you know you hate to say it, but he is the most talented player on that analyst squad. Yeah. Right. Five hundred goals, man. I mean, dude's a dude's a stud. He, he, he knows what he's a talking good player. about. Right. And I liked him as a player too. Yeah. I liked his style. I liked that he was a rat. I liked that he was willing to fight. I liked that he could bury. And he was a talent guy. You know. Right. It's a quintessential bully. Yeah. It's it's a shame. And then he was saying in
1: his video that he's gonna keep bringing us content. Like, who the fuck's gonna hire you, dude?
0: Barstool like, Sports. Whoa. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Barstool would hire him. Right. They hired our boy Nick Terraney. What's up, Nick? <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say his name because now he's he's at Barstool. But, I congrats. Hope yeah. There's two boys from our town on yeah. Barstool now. Oh yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I'm going to miss junior I don't and, – and okay, let me preface this whole thing by saying I don't agree with what he said. I don't think that that was appropriate and it was definitely off-color um, and and disrespectful to Catherine Tappen who is a quintessential pro, right? right. Great professional, news anchor, analyst, does a great job. He really – I mean he was saying like a – the way that he – Described, He didn't even say we were having a threesome. He just said like he acted like to an old lady in like Greece or something. Portugal. Portugal at a pool that she came up and was like, what's the deal with you guys? And instead of him being like, well, he's like, that's my wife and that's our friend. And the old lady was like, oh, are you having, are you together? All three of you. And he was like and basically he was like and I was playing it off like yeah I was taking them both to bed every night. That's the worst thing he said. Yeah. Um he also said that if Patrick Sharp were to ask him to have sex, he would um he would have to think about it. He wouldn't immediately say no.
1: Yeah. You know, n- no one <laughs> gave a shit really about the Patrick Sharp stuff.
0: Well, so yeah. it
1: wasn't it wasn't about disrespecting a coworker.
0: I well, and, obviously, being a woman, you know, that's not, you don't say that shit, right? I mean, I, mean, I get it. I get it. I just wonder if Catherine Tappan is still going to go on vacations with them now. <laughs> I, I Probably, they'd say that she, she came out and said, look, and I think she played it perfectly. She said, we're still friends, but I don't agree with what he said. I don't think it was acceptable as a, in a professional atmosphere. And I don't blame her one bit for not sticking her neck out for him. Yeah. Do you? No. I think that. Uh, yeah. You I mean, can
1: you can support someone but still acknowledge they
0: were wrong. Sure. And I think that she did that. Yeah. Um. And I think that rightfully so. Yeah. So. You know, Ronick. Um. I hate to say it, but I'm gonna miss you. Your fucking ugly mug, your busted fucking chin and face all up on the NBC network. But. Best of luck, I guess, moving forward. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah. And finally our last firing. We Close... talked about it. Oh we did. We did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah. Got fired. Um if you follow me on Twitter, I transcribed the entire twenty four seven um HBO intermission pump up speech that he gave to everybody when he's like, If you want it, you gotta fucking want it. Like uh you guys come to the fucking bench with like this and surely you can't fucking one shot away I don't know. I transcribed it. It's all good. It's pretty good. I think um <laughs> definitely a defining moment for for that generation of Capitals fans, I'd say. Um oh fuck, man. You ready you ready to to do this Washington wraparound? wrap Let's do it. Uh, I mean just gonna give you a fair warning here, Caps fans. It's it's not going to be pretty. You guys still listening? Polly, of course they're still listening, but I need to get get a little bit prepared for this. Um, lubricate. Yeah, this, uh, this washing and wraparound with a little Schatzky of uh, vodka. And you're not drinking, you pussy. So. I'm not. That's kind of disappointing. I guess I'm just going to have to drink alone.
1: Well, in like five months, I'm going skydiving, and I read today that you have to be under 225,
0: so I need to lose weight. Why are you going skydiving? Is it? Because I want to. All right. Well, hold on. I'm going to take this shot. Vodka. Vodka. and in pure Russian Russian, uh, tradition here. Yeah, vodka... Oh. It's been like, a while since I shot vodka.
1: Yeah, is like the worst thing to <laughs> drink straight. Mm. Mm.
0: Once, once it hits in your mouth, it's not that bad. Are you all warm now? Oh, yeah. A little potato action. Yeah. Very, uh, don't even have any beer left to chase that. Mm, I'm just gonna... Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, Caps fans. Caps fans, It's it's been bad. It's been... This team makes me drink um this week fucking suck, yeah, it's bad uh Monday all right we had the last Monday or last uh Sunday we had not this last Sunday but Sunday before last we had the New York islanders boys on, yep, and ahead of the ahead of the two ten tilt uh at home, right I was at home, yeah, So awesome. well. Grumpy old man thought that we were going to pull one out in overtime. Uh, TJ thought that the Islanders were going to win, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And what do you think? Overtime. Yeah, me too. Well, instead we just lost in regulation by yeah. two. 5-3 loss. Um, Capitals have forgotten how to play fucking hockey. Uh, we're soft. We're lazy. Uh, I saw incremental improvements in the system play. Incremental, very, I mean, barely noticeable. Uh, but the, but the, and and that's mostly just stepping it up and wanting it a little bit more, being a little bit more physical. The system flaws I felt like were still there. Uh, you know, the, the like the Penguins, we're at the point where we need to be, you know, all in every year. So I don't, I, I don't see how, this this plan that we're I mean this this gameplay is just isn't going to cut it, I guess is what I'm trying to say in so many words if I stumble through that. I agree. The, it's been the vodka.
1: Yeah, uh, if the Caps have any chance of winning a cup, I don't think the way they're playing
0: is it. Right. Uh, we were not. Yeah, and you know, the, the, there's two. Things that I think that we can take away that is a positive. And they're not nearly as good as you'd want, but they are good things nonetheless. Lars Eller was a beast. He's been, you know, one of the few forwards that have been killing it and really driving possession and holding onto the puck and doing good things with it. Uh, And I think that he's a a bright spot in this lineup right now. Also, Oshie scored again um, after that cute donut video with him and his daughter. So he looks to be back on track. Uh, look for Oshi Scoring to be a recurring theme here. But um, What good a good-looking family. Yeah, absolutely. Him, his wife, their kids, they're just good-looking people. Good for, <laughs> good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Way to be pretty. Um, <laughs> now, it gets better here. At this point, and, um on Thursday, three days later, we're in Colorado, right? Everybody's piling on, saying we better – We better turn it around here. We better fucking play like we know how to play. Um, And instead of playing, you know, our usual 20 minutes, we end up playing 40. (laughs) And that's good enough for a 3-2 win in Colorado. So after basically a stinker of a first period that ended with the Caps down 2-0, they they said enough is enough. And uh, I think Backstrom and and a couple of the leaders, you know, kicked the coaching staff out and kind of... Just had a little bit of come to Jesus moments with the whole team. And uh, they slowly, the Caps slowly clawed their way back uh, for a 3 2 win in regulation. So three unanswered. Um, Second and third periods were hashtag all caps. And uh, they started playing the body with some desperation, scrambling. They're winning loose puck battles, uh, not giving up on plays. Some better defensive play, a little bit of more man-to-man coverage. Orlov had a couple great steps at the blue line to strip pucks. Uh, I think that was a, a huge thing, and, and he did it early enough so that the other defensemen didn't have time to come and like try to double and leave that man open in the middle. So, um, hell of a game for him. Holtby seemed to be back in, in Holtby form, in the yeah. beast form. He's the only one who played... A 60-minute game. Right. And he's the only one that's really been playing at all. Um, <clears throat> now, Oshi again, game-winning goal. Three goals in three games. He's definitely feeling himself with a, a Nick Jensen assist to boot. That's good. Yeah. Jensen getting a little bit of love. Get them all in. Yeah. Uh, this is a highly penalized game on both sides. Uh, you know, good thing because Wilson and Backy's goal were both on the power play. So, a little bit of a of a a boost for the power play in this game, which is all great stuff. You know, it seemed like we were on, we are on the way to up and up. We're, we're back on track here. Um, the Caps collectively pulled their heads out of their asses after the first period and played like the team that we know that they are. Uh, what a Stanley Cup final this matchup would be, huh? Oh, I think it'd be six or
1: seven. And yeah. uh, I think there'd be a couple away game, a game
0: away game, Victories for both right. teams, right? No, yeah, I think yeah, uh, I think it'd be a battle. And I loved the pace of this game; it was hectic. Um, but you got to see like good flashes of of uh, solid goaltending, good flashes of you know guys in open space getting getting a little bit of getting good looks. You know, I mean, there were it was uh, it was a quality game. Yeah, I mean they uh, they're fast and physical, both teams.
1: So right. they you know the avalanche haven't been like this until recently but they've become a pretty physical team so they're kind of you know they run a different system but they're turning into a caps type of uh build of the yeah,
0: team yeah and you know what um i saw that was interesting about the avalanche is they play an umbrella uh really like when they enter the zone they cycle back up with an umbrella yeah so there's they they put three guys high It's an interesting look. Uh, Not a lot of teams, I don't think, do that. Um, It basically line three guys on a fence on the blue line at really, really um, diminished angles from each other. So, you know, there's that middle guy, he's the highest, he's at the blue line, and there's guys maybe like one stick length in front of him, but on each side. Yeah. Um, So they're playing angles well, and that makes it really hard for the opposing team to clear the puck so they're basically trapping at their at the offensive blue line there. Mm-hmm. And it's a really nice reset. So like if if instead of having to be on the puck and having to make quick decisions all the time, uh, even if they regain possession down low, the Avalanche and then they can they can blindly dish it up either one of the boards and there's a guy there for support and because he's so far out of the way, he's got time to settle it, take a look, you know, do whatever he needs to do, put a shot on, put it deep, take a look for a pass. Um, interesting, interesting little bit, and the and the best part about that is a defensively sound system because you have three guys back all the time. Yeah. So, uh, a, a really nice, and they don't play it all the time. You know, it's just kind of like a way that once they enter the zone, they play a little bit like that, get it settled, yeah, re- retain possession, and then move into a different set. Right. So, uh. <clears throat> I think Jared Bednar is doing a really good job there. With, I think he's a great coach. Yeah, with with getting everybody to buy in and, and do everything. So he's also he's a handsome man. Polly, what is he it is. with you? I, I don't know. He's just he's a handsome. Have you not gotten man. laid in the past few, few? I mean, is the wifey not? Hey, <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm just wondering, man. I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, look. It's a You're... separate. It's a, it's a separate thing. Okay, well before we get on to the next one, I've ran out of beer, so I'm just gonna take another shot here, hold on. Because uh, you know, again, this needs to happen. Um It's it's a painful one. We haven't done a uh washing wraparound this bad in a while. Well so. this this one's to celebrate. Right, this one is to celebrate both its dual purpose actually. This one is to celebrate and to prepare myself for what's coming next.
1: So it's kinda of like chemo where like it's good for you, but it's also killing you. You're like what? celebrating and self medicating. Jesus, Polly. What the fuck, man? Yeah, so go ahead and drink it now. Oh my god.
0: Woo! Go. <laughs> <sighs> Alright. <clears throat> <sighs> <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. Power Rangers unite. <laughs> uh, Saturday, two fifteen, at Arizona in beautiful Phoenix. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch this game. Did you? No,
1: I tried to stream and the internet was not cooperating. It's bullshit. It was on um, ESPN Plus, but it wasn't working.
0: Right, I was playing in our beer league game, which you left us out to dry. Thanks, bud. Well, I just wanted you to see how valuable I am. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> I think we still would have lost with you there. Probably. But <laughs> um, I had the only assist on the only goal, though. It's nice, yeah. nice little heads-up play. Pat on the back. Yeah. Just breaking my arm, jerking myself <laughs> off. Um. <clears throat> okay, anyways. So I didn't get to see this game, but... We lost to Arizona. That's unfortunate. Um, you know, Arizona is, is a much better team this year. Of course, Phil Kessel, I think, has the game-winning goal against us or something. Damn. That fat fuck. Um, I feel like we should have... I mean, from what I saw, highlights and what I read, defensive breakdowns were pervasive. It was really just kind of... a. Uh, pfft, like, we couldn't get our fucking offense going. Nobody could, nothing could really get going on our end. And uh, Arizona, who, like, I don't think they really outpossessed us too much, but what did happen was that they just capitalized on the few shots or the few chances that they had. Yeah. Um, a stinker, man. You hate to see it. I mean, especially after coming off. A pretty damn good effort, at least one of the better efforts in the past ten games in Colorado to beat a top Western Division team, and then to come into Arizona, who's a middle of the pack team, you know, with with a little bit of a sleeper power on you, right? Might lull you to sleep, might might pull a fast one on you, and they did, they fucking did. Played a bad road game, couldn't get anything going, and to and that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, to top it off, <laughs> Tuesday. The seventeenth in Vegas, you know, where everybody's saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we're just we're going back to the good old times when we won the cup, and you know, we're going back into that building where we were so dominant." Um, Vegas wasn't having it. Yeah, they just said, "Nah, yeah." And um, again, you know what we're we're we get we get. I don't think okay. So this game we had this we had a, we we played with a little bit of speed. A little bit better speed. Uh, we were physical, um, a little bit more intensity, but just not enough. I mean, the the period of war over there, right? He's their new coach. He has got these guys playing with speed, stretching you out, but also with good possession. So he knows he's got a lot of weapons on that on that team, and he's using them. Uh, plus, we're going up against Flurry, a world class goaltender, um, <clears throat> who just always plays well. Against the caps. Yep. I mean Ovechkin's got 24 goals against him which is the most out of everyone. I think him and Lundqvist. Uh he's scored on Flurry the most in his career Ovechkin has. Um but you know uh we just couldn't get it going. Oshie scored both goals in the third. Uh he's officially back on uh back on the on the goal column, right? He's 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 feeling himself.
1: Yeah, when he 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 got those, and I was like, "Oh
0: fuck, we're doing right. it!" Yeah, we we're, do- we're doing it. Right? I thought that I I didn't think we were going to come back from that. Even with those two goals, like it was nice. I was texting. I was like, "Oh hey, we made it a game." But I don't think I didn't think we were going to come back. It's another loss. I mean, that's another. We didn't even get the loser point out of this. Um, it's brutal. Caps fans, we're officially in a slump. Yeah, you know, I thought it was
1: a good game to watch. Aside from the fact that the Caps weren't creating much, mm-hmm. but I, I thought the gameplay itself, just of hockey, was good. Yeah. But, you know, the Caps just couldn't get anything going until Oshi was
0: Oshi. Right. And the, the thing is, though, is that we, I don't feel like we're, we're making good decisions with the puck. I don't feel like we're winning as many board battles as we should. You know, um, I mean, Polly, What do all the coaches that you've ever been coached by say? Where do you win games? Where's in corner? Yeah, you win games by winning.
1: You win the battles. puck battles.
0: Yeah, you win the, win the puck battles. If you win more than half the battles on the boards, you're more than likely gonna win the game. Yeah, loose
1: pucks, puck on the boards. Like you gotta you gotta win in the nitty
0: gritty. Right. The
1: hustle play. That's what it comes down to. So right. The
0: hustle plays. Gotta want it, yeah. You know, I hate to sound cliche about it, but it's a cliche for a fucking reason.
1: Yeah, I mean that's how that's how you create the opportunity to do all the pretty plays. You work hard and get there, and
0: I don't see a whole lot of hustle from the Caps. Right. Like, it's like they 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 strap them on, they lace them up. They, they should win. Um, yeah. You know, you look at their. Their locker room right now in the post game interviews, and I think that they've they've been lulled into such a complacency because they're such a talented team and have had so much early success that now teams are playing harder against them. They're down the stretch. People are playing or teams are playing with more desperation. So thank God we banked all of those points pre All Star break. But they're 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 meeting real opposition now. Yeah, and in the past maybe they hadn't. Um one thing I will say is that you know on on this next game you know it'll be a strong indicator of what happens Dylan he looks like he's going to be slotted in the top 4 next to Orlov or um Carlson and Jensen or Kempney will be moved down to the bottom pair but you know so that should be a good shot in the arm I'm hoping um I I I think that I mean they're almost in disbelief right now and I think that they just need to like figure it out they know that they can play at the elite level um but they just haven't been lately now <laughs> Caps fans let's let's get off the panic button I don't think it's time to panic yet do you Paulie? no um <clears throat> like TJ was saying when we talk to the
1: Islanders boys right uh now I know we're not at the top of the division right now but we were complaining about all of our struggles. And he goes, yeah, well, you're struggling at the top of the standings. Right. So, let's keep that in mind. Yes. Uh, we're barely behind the Penguins.
0: And yeah, one
1: point. Yeah, we're okay. Yep. Um, I mean, changes need to happen, but it's not panic mode as long as they start competing. Right. And uh,
0: last one. I think that this happened and you know, and it's, it's fitting that I'm, that I'm doing one more now, because this this happens every year. The capitals go into the goddamn <laughs> fucking.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> was that the year before the cup. What? That that guy on NBC Sports Washington.
0: Oh yeah, this team makes me drink?
1: Yeah, the guy who was drinking like Long Island iced teas after losing to the pens in the playoffs.
0: <laughs> yes. Is that is that what I remind you of right that, now? Right now, yeah. Polly. Fuck you. Alright, hold on. Uh you, you'd you think after three they after two they'd get easier. No, no. Why do you even have vodka? What What do you mean? Why do I even have? Yeah. Why do you have vodka? Why don't you
1: have vodka? Because when I have liquor in my house, it's rum or whiskey. Rum. Yeah, like a like a Malibu, like the like the stuff you put in like a piña colada, like the real smooth stuff. (sighs) But I'm more of a. I I drink the whiskey moonshine. I just finished my. Oh no. What? I have apple pie moonshine in my fridge.
0: Oh, I thought you were like, oh, I brought you some moonshine. No,
1: I didn't bring any moonshine. I am not bringing moonshine because I have to drive home after this.
0: (laughs) Maybe one day we can do it when you don't have the day off and you can just crash on my new couch. Yeah. We'll do that one day. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) um, so anyways, yes, I have vodka because why the fuck wouldn't you have vodka? It's like the easiest thing to mix anything with. It's goes with everything. Whiskey goes with most things. A lot of things. I have a bottle of bourbon too, but I, I I'm drinking the vodka and, and to pay homage to our our eastern brothers, our yeah. eastern European. We have plenty of those friends. on our roster. Exactly. That's why I'm trying to I'm trying to be representative here. I'm trying to be on fucking brand. Polly. is that okay with you? Yeah. Fuck. God. <clears throat> you have my approval. Okay. Anyways, what the fuck were we even talking about? Um. Oh, this happens every every All Star break. It seems like the Capitals you know, tear ass all the way up to the All-Star break and then kind of like pitter, 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 kind of start to like lose a little gas going into the All-Star break and then after the All-Star break, they're dog shit and then, you know, maybe they start catching fire the last 10 games. That's what I'm hoping for and we can turn it around here, Caps fans. On Thursday, we are hosting Montreal. Then, God, fuck. Then, (laughs) on Saturday the 22nd, we are at New Jersey for a 1 p.m. matinee. And then the following day, whoops, and the following day, we are at home against the Schittsburg Penguins at a 12 p.m. matinee.
1: Brutal. I don't back like, to back.
0: I don't like it. Right. So it's, it's, uh, this is rough. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a there's a Montreal game, which we're usually really good against Montreal um at home then we then we leave to the Jersey, then we come back and play Pittsburgh. so the Jersey and Pittsburgh games are two fucking matinees back to back Saturday Sunday,
1: yeah, I mean at least it's only like uh probably like what like a forty five minute flight from Jersey to d c
0: yeah, right so
1: at least it's really not that big of a deal in terms of travel. it's a one day sure. trip. Uh, I really hope that the Pengu not the penguins, Ovechkin gets to. Se- <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Hopefully, he gets to seven hundred before the penguin game. Why? So that we can ju- he- they can just focus on the fucking game. Fair. But I hope he lights it up against the penguins. It would be cool there. if he got seven hundred against it. The- It'd be sweet if he got like seven hundred and ten.
0: It's 12 goals against the Penguins. Um, No, so... I... Okay, here's how... Here's how... What I want to happen, all right? So, Caps fans, as you have may have noticed that we've expertly not talked about the 700 goal mark because, well, one, we probably forgot about it or at least probably (laughs) did. And for two, nobody should be fucking thinking about this. This is... uh, Ovechkin doesn't care. He's going to get 700 eventually. Um, Let's just... Let's just play the fucking games to the best of our ability here, boys. Now... I bet he nets one in Montreal or against Montreal, doesn't get one against Jersey, and then gets a hat trick or something against Pittsburgh for the win. That'd be sick. Yeah, and and but but you know, a, a inside deep inside, because Ovechkin, his 700 goal watch has been just like crushing ratings, and NBC has been like bumping games to put Ov the the Caps games on national television so that everyone can see him get 700. Uh, I just kind of wish that this, that he doesn't score until like the end of the end of the year because remember, Paulie, it doesn't matter when he scores in the playoffs. Right, like it, he has to play the eighty-two.
1: <laughs> now, I think a really great scenario, yeah, would be if he just went off right. So he's ten goals away, right? So maybe he could just like score five against Montreal. Have a hat trick against New Jersey, and then his hat trick against the Penguins moves him up on the goal scoring
0: list. There you go, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You are saying he's ten goals away from the next in line. Seven oh eight, I think, is the yeah. next mark. Okay. Fuck yeah, then. Yeah. I think it's Mike <laughs> That'd be Carter. Cool. No, I mean that—that's cool. I, I, I am with that one hundred percent. I'd love us. I'd love to just see us beat the fucking Penguins right now because that's a huge game. I mean, that's a four point swing. Right. Um, If we don't be, I mean, and a lot of big Metro heavy hitters have to play the Penguins still, like the Hurricanes haven't even played them yet this year. So we'll see how this, hopefully, how how great, I mean, it's still a possibility. How great would it be if the Penguins didn't win against a Metropolitan Division opponent until the end of the season? They would probably be out of the playoffs if they they didn't. Yeah,
1: they probably would.
0: That'd be amazing. Just to circle back around.
1: Yeah. Mike Gardner. Mike Gardner. Mm Mm-hmm. 708. Okay. X cap there. That would make him seven. And if Yager had never played for the caps, (laughs) then that would put him as the highest cap on the list. But... Right. Yager has. So. How many does Yauger have? 766. So... Uh, to even have the franchise record, technically.
0: Yeah, 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 I guess you're right.
1: Like, I mean, he he might... Get, I don't count Yager, though, come on. I mean, it might, he might...
0: I mean, Yager's on your board, isn't he? Yeah, he's right there. Yeah. But that's a 2003 Capitals, I mean, yeah. yeah. But he only played a few years with us, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> um. All right, well... Caps fans, I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry it was long unless you really like it it being really long and drawn out. Um You know, good things is the good things are that we're decent on the road. Holy and Oshi are back in big ways. We have this new guy, Brendan Dillon. He's supposed to be the savior of the franchise right now. No, but that's <laughs> no it's a little much. <laughs> you know, hopefully gonna help us out. Stay positive out there. We're still in a playoff spot. Um, you know this team's special. I think they are. Uh, we're going to go out and win a cup? Possibly. Maybe. I, got, I Now I have to say maybe so I don't jinx it. <laughs> <sighs> well, let's start with winning these three ahead of us. Absolutely.
1: Let's do that. Let's we get some free. Metro metro wins under our belt. You, uh, w- w- What do you think for this coming week, points-wise? Six points, bitch. Sweep.
0: Six fucking points. Um, I'll go five. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Take it. All right, Caps fans. Until Monday. Oh, oh shit. We completely forgot to tell you that we will be – you will be getting us fresh off the Sunday game with the tip of the iceberg, boys. Nick's – the two Nick's, Nick and Nick, our little baby sister podcast – Representing the Pittsburgh Penguins right after the Pittsburgh game. So, Monday morning, you'll get to hear our fresh reactions. Right, after the Penguins lose. Boom. Hopefully. So, tune in for that. It's going to be a good one. Those guys are actually pretty cool. They're not the typical or water trash mouth breathers. So, yeah. So, good for them. All right. Well, we've already talked yours off too much. It's good to see you guys back in the saddle, back to some normality. Tune in on Monday. We've got a good interview with the tip of the iceberg, guys. Till then, Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, The Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly.
0: And follow the show's handle at caps chirp on twitter and instagram special thanks to the hockey podcast network at hockey on twitter and the hockey podcast the hockey podcast network every team everywhere check them out or we're not friends anymore